Hey family, thank you for following and trusting the path that led you here. This is Flow Space, Conscious Conversations with J&D. I'm Jerrica. And I'm Deandra. Our discussions will be led by intuition and spirit as we continue to evolve and learn about what it means to live an earthly human experience. Today, we have Lydia from Lids Wellness with us. What is a cannabis coach? Welcome. Hi. So nice to meet you here virtually in this space. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. (laughs) We are too. It's such a unique topic, so we're really, really excited about this. You're definitely (laughs) the first of your kind that we've come across, so we're excited for you to enlighten us and the listeners of what is it that you do so if you can um, share a little bit about yourself okay well I'm like a little surprised I'm the first (laughs) um there's a big group of us actually out there it's a really really big group but um a little bit about myself well um I'm originally here I'm from New York um I was born and raised in the Bronx but I live now in Sullivan County so I've been up now almost 14 years and um I love it <laughs> I love being in the mountains and in the wilderness it's nice and calm um let's see what else about me hmm gosh I don't know I don't know where to start there's just so much to like uncover um well maybe about how your journey began Okay, so my journey began with cannabis coaching. Um, I enrolled when the pandemic happened. Um, I left my job. It was a very, very stressful job. And it burnt me out to the point where I've never, ever had a job break me like that. And I've never quit a job. And it it was very stressful. And um, I was trying to find out what do I do? What do I do? You know, like, you know, I'm home now. And I ended up enrolling in IIN, the Institute for Integrative Nutrition, because I've been um, living a whole food plant-based diet for a little over four years now. So I wanted to learn more about it. And I also enrolled in eCornell for their plant-based certification, just to be more educated for myself and um, to, uh, to just be healthier. You know, it just, it doesn't work for everyone, this lifestyle, but I saw with um, planning and, and just trial and error, it works for me. So um, then I enrolled in IIN and I was like, you know, how do I stand out? You know, there's so many vegan and whole food plant-based, you know, coaches, like how am I going to stand out? So I was talking to a friend and they told me, what lights you up? What really are you passionate about? And I'm like, cannabis you know <laughs> cannabis I love cannabis all the science part is not just about I like to talk to people about the stigma you know it's it's not about just getting high and being couch locked and just being you know stuck on a couch you know it's not about that for me so um I wanted to learn the science part and all this stuff so what happened was I said let me look this up maybe um is it a thing? It's an actual thing. It is cannabis coaching is a thing. And I was blown away. I was like, Oh, my God, I think I found it. Um, <laughs> so I, I enrolled in Tricom Institute. And I got all of their certifications because I was home during the pandemic. So I said, What else can I do? Let me just educate myself. 
And then I had my eye out on the Cannabis Coaching Institute. And I've had my eye out on this institute for a while only because I was like, you know, she already knows, but I was secretly like stalking her and stuff on like, because I loved all her information <laughs> and her blogs. And I was like, wow, this girl, like, you know, she really knows her stuff. And I entered a, um, it was a three day cannabis um, start your business challenge type of thing. And we actually spoke. And at that time I was already halfway into IIN. So I couldn't back out and I had to finish and um, I was like, you know, I, I am interested in your school, but I'm enrolled somewhere else. And I was also doing trichome and I just couldn't afford it. So I did the contest and whatever. I didn't win. Then they threw the contest out again in September of last year. And I wasn't going to do it. I was at work. It was a slow day. I was working um, at a hemp dispensary at the time. And um, last minute, I was like, you know what? Let me do it. I'll do it again. I did it and I won. Like I won the the first, the full package. I won a full scholarship. I won all the goodies that came with it. I was blow, I was crying at work because I don't win anything. <laughs> and I was looking at this 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 um messenger message. I was like, are you for real? Like, are you joking with me? She's like, no, like we, we see something in you and we want to see how you can make this grow. Because they saw it was. It was also um, like a whole spiritual thing for me as well. Like it's not, I like to combine the, the two. I like to combine spirituality with cannabis because I feel, and also with good eating habits, because the way I teach people is the cleaner you eat, the more you feel the effects of the plant. And I experiment a lot and it's different. So, <laughs> um, so that's how my, my journey started with that. And I found my, my, I call them my canna family. They're my canna tribe. You know, we all, we're all like-minded. We all, it's the same passion we have for the plant. We want to teach people. We want to integrate it in our lives. Um, so it was just like, a, a, it happened so fast. You know, um, I didn't really think it would kick off. I didn't think people would um, warm up to it or, or be interested because of the stigma, you know, the whole stigma with the cannabis and whatnot. But once I started teaching people and I saw it was so natural to me, I was just like, you know, why not? Let's just let's just do it. And I really enjoy it. It's just so much fun. Like I was at a hemp dispensary for a little over a year. I left um, in April just to venture out on my own. And um, I do miss a lot of my clients, but they are following me. So <laughs> so um, and I've met a lot of new people. I've had a lot of consultations recently because people are interested. And I tell them, you know, there aren't stupid questions. You know, they always apologize during consults. They're like, I'm so sorry. You know, this question seems stupid. I'm like, no, it's not. You know, it's if you legit don't know what this plant does, just ask. You know, you're you're putting it in your body. You're ingesting it. You you need to educate yourself before putting that in your body. Like, no question is stupid at all. Yeah, absolutely. And the more you ask questions, the more you educate yourself. It's like you don't know what you don't know. And there's no shame in that. It's all about learning and putting yourself in the position to obtain the knowledge. Um, I wanted to ask you, what does the spirituality and the cannabis and the healthy eating look like? Um, you know, you said that that's something that you kind of bridge together. So what does that look like in your practice? So with... Um... With the cannabis coaching, is whole, it's a whole holistic process. So I, um, I help them learn how to infuse the benefits of cannabis with 
your regular health regimen, you know, and then what we do is um, as a coach, what I do is I, um, I work with you to find um, what ingestion method works best for you. And if you're new to it, then I will work closely with you to figure out which ingestion method works for you. Some people cannot ingest THC because of their jobs, which is totally understandable. Um, but maybe CBD works for you, maybe CBG, maybe CBN. There's so many possibilities. There's topicals, there's gummies, there's um, tinctures. There's just so many possibilities. So what I like to do is also, um, we also explore how food, movement, mindset, all of that works holistically together and how to, it creates balance in your body, like your mind, body, soul. Because the way cannabis works in our system, it goes into our receptors and it forces your body to go into balance, into homeostasis. Now, if you incorporate the cannabis, the healthy mindset, the movement, and I tell people, you know, if you don't like the word exercise, because it just doesn't, you know, has a stigma as well, <laughs> you know, um, use movement movement as long as you move your body 30 minutes a day doing something you love do it you know <laughs> and incorporate it all together so it's just um being mindful of what you're putting in your body whether it's food um reading material the circles you're hanging around like it's all a holistic approach it all works together just like cannabis works in your body synergistically together mm -hmm. all everything you do works synergistically together mind body and soul for like all together yeah that's really cool it's a cool um outlook on it because it kind of makes perfect sense but then having it explained in that way it's like oh yeah no wonder why you would want to just incorporate that because it's so beneficial for us yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so what adversities or challenges do cannabis coaches assist with like what is something that someone can come to you and that cannabis can help them um, I got a lot, when I was in the hemp dispensary, I got uh, the same, almost like the same, um, I want to say top three, top four is, um, sleeping issues, anxiety, focus, and pain, a lot of pain, whether it's fibromyalgia, um, is it, uh, arthritis, um, massive headaches and migraines. I used to get that as well, but I microdose. So I, I teach people about microdosing. Um, and microdosing is you take um, your max amount that your body can handle for the day and you break it down into small increments throughout the day. And you do incorporate CBD as well because you want the whole plant to work in your body synergistically. So I would start people off with CBD first because THC can be harsh on people's systems, especially if you're a newbie, um, low and slow. That's our rule of thumb, go low and slow, <laughs> especially with edibles. And um, so I would start them off with tincture. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard horror stories with edibles that sometimes I, I would stare at them like a deer in headlight and I'm like, you did what? Like, I, well, obviously you're still alive, you're still here, but, <laughs> but um. You can't, um, you can't overdose on cannabis. You can't, you will not die. You will, you feel like you're talking to aliens or Jesus. Yes. But <laughs> you're going to come back to yourself eventually with water 
And my little trick is I like to tell people when you ingest too much THC or you, you inedible just boom, punches you in the face, do a nice amount of CBD. CBD counteracts the negative effects of THC and it forces you to come into balance. So um, it kind of balances you out, levels you out and come, brings you back. Now, if you ingest too much, then you're going to have to drink water and sleep it off because I've had that happen to me. I do experiment with my own edibles and stuff like that. And I'm the type that I don't like to recommend something to you if I have not tried it. And there's one thing I don't do, though, because <laughs> my tolerance, there's three levels of tolerance, one, two and three. I'm like a solid two. I don't do dabs or concentrates like that. Like I do have like my vape pen. So, yeah, I do do vape pen, but um, concentrates. That's very strong. That's for people with their tolerances are whew, sky high or for people who are going through cancer treatments or, um, you know, unfortunately they're dying and, and their body just, you know, can't handle stuff that that um, serves as a pain reliever to help them sleep. And so it's a what is it buffer the pain? OK, yeah, I think that the most um, comforting thing is knowing that you can't overdose on weed because everybody has that well I don't know if everybody but a lot of people have those experiences that's like oh my god what's happening like I'm about to die <laughs> and then yes. you're not gonna die. <laughs> no I know the clammy sweat the heart racing they call it greening out you green out yeah. um like you get paranoid I've had those you know like I want to sit down and watch a movie and I'm like oh my god the screen doesn't stop shaking like I can't do this right now you know like and you start gagging you feel like you're gonna throw up um you start getting paranoid you really feel like you're gonna die and <laughs> it's just it's not cool at all but you know CBD but if you take keep it at 50 milligrams or, or lower because 50 milligrams of better could be sedating it makes you sleepy okay. so I, I say keep it like under but if you want to go to bed, just 50 milligrams are better. <laughs> yeah, because sleeping, that's always the cure. Like you said, sleeping in water, and then you wake up and you're brand new. But what causes, um, do you know, like, what causes the greening out or what causes somebody to smoke or consume um, cannabis and become paranoid or anxious? Um, it could be a various things because um, cannabis is very bio-individual. It affects everyone differently. How it affects me will affect each and every, you differently, everyone differently. I know people who, with edibles, two milligrams or even less than that, they're good. If they go to five milligrams, they are super paranoid. They're in their covers, like shaking, freaking out. I've had people call me like that. I'm like, what? I'm like, are you okay? <laughs> you know, I get nervous for them. And I'm like, how much did you have? And I'm here thinking they had a whole bag. And they're like, oh, I just had a five milligram edible. I'm like, oh, you're sensitive. Like, wow. <laughs> so it could be that your receptors are sensitive. It could just be um, some people do have too much, you know, like do people abuse it? Absolutely. Just like cigarettes, just like alcohol, people abuse it. So it's like, you know, I, I try to teach people to stay away from that stigma because, yeah, people do abuse it. You have to use it properly and people abuse prescribed medication as well and cannabis is the same way you have to use it properly and some people just use it in excess that is just they green out and it's just too much for their system and like you have to know your your goldilocks zone that's what we call it i call it your little sweet spot <laughs> your, right. your goldilocks zone everyone has their own goldilocks zone and you have to explore 
what is yours. And it's a lot of trial and error. And what I tell people is um, when you're doing it and as you're titrating and going up in your dosage, keep a journal. Keep a journal on how you're feeling before a dose and then take your dose, wait about 20, 30 minutes, journal, how are you feeling after? And you do that for three to five days. And um, if uh, you see you want to try a little more after three to five days, go up by 0.5. You got to go low and slow because if it's too much, you're going to green out and you're going to freak out. And then you have these people who have these horrendous experiences and they're like, no, 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 no. I'm not doing edibles. I'm not doing edibles. I have people tell me that all the time. And I'm like, but why? And they tell me their experience. And I'm like, let me work with you. And let me teach you the right way. Let's go low and slow. And I promise you that you will see the benefits. And I've had plenty of people who they come back and they're like, oh my gosh, I, I came back because I had sleep issues. But now like I have focus, I have energy, I'm losing body fat. Um, um, my mind is just clearer. And I'm like, yeah, that's what it does. You know, you take it for one or two things and you end up clearing five, six, seven, eight other things. It's wow. pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty amazing, this plant. Like it's amazing. Yeah, because like I've, I'm one of those people I've had those horror stories like years ago with edibles and I tried it like a few times, but every time I'm one of those under the covers, like trying to figure out what my life is. How much did you take though? One time I know for sure I took um, a 10 milligram chocolate bar and that had me, it was on um like a Christmas Eve. I ruined Christmas for myself. <laughs> Yeah, like, so I don't know. I Maybe my tolerance was super, like, is slow. Now, now, the whole bar was 10 milligrams, or was it a square on the bar? A square on the bar. And it was 10 milligrams of THC? Mm-hmm. And it was pure THC? It didn't have anything else in it? No, it was pure. It was, like, one of those um from Cali. Uh, oh, those are potent. <laughs> maybe. They're potent. So... Have you tried it again before, like after that? Um, I have. I tried it with my sister. Um, she had made some homemade and same kind of experience. I was at a spa. I had to leave the spa because I was just panicking. <laughs> so you just may be very sensitive to edibles and you have to have very small doses or not, not at all. Because yeah. um, it also, your liver processes it a certain way. So that means the way your liver processes it, it just shoots it in your bloodstream after that. Once it, it breaks it down, it's just poof, like it goes straight into your system. And it makes sense because with anything, um, like if I was taking Benadryl for a rash, five seconds and I'm already drowsy. So I know like I think I am a type of person who my body just yeah. processes. Yeah. yeah. So you only need a little bit. So that's good for you. You'll save money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> I was gonna ask you because um you mentioned that like it's very individual how it affects people. So you know like if you go to a dispensary or like street sales, they'll tell you like oh this is indica, this is sativa, like this is for this, this is for this. Is that accurate or is it really up to the individual how their body will process it? It's up to the individual and us in the industry we're trying to steer away from strain names and sativa indica because it, it's all taxonomy um um like just the way you, they say it um what you're really looking for is the cannabinoid um content and the terpene content together 
that's what you need to look for in the certificate of analysis. Um, those two together are like consumption determines function. So when you combine those two, that's the effect you want. And because the terpenes are essential oils of the plant, um, that is what's going to make you feel sleepy or uplifted. Like indicas, when you look at indicas and you look at the certificate of analysis, a lot of them have linalool. Linalool is lavender. Lavender makes you relax and sleepy. So then you have the uplifting, like haze, sativa, those sativas, the, uh, what is it, haze, diesel, like all of those. When you look at their chemical makeup, they have lemon. They have, all of that is uplifting. So that's what you want to look for. A lot of people look at, oh, the higher the THC content, the higher I'm going to get. No, 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 no. That's not how the science works. The science is the way the cannabinoid profile is and the terpene pro profile is and them working together synergistically. That's what you're looking for. And I read labels now because I'm, I was trained to do it. So now when I read labels, I look and I'm like, um, wow, that's a really high THC level. And that's all it has, like 31% THC. And I have to clip the joint halfway because it's so strong. Like it just hits me and I'm like, like that's a little bit much. You know, you, you have to you have to read the labels, but it, it's hard to get out of that right now. Um, the sativa indica hybrid Thing right now because that's what everyone is used to for so long but mm -hmm. um some people do I still kind of go by it because that here in New York they still um you know indica sativa like that and when I look the, look it up on Leafly I love looking the strains up on Leafly um they they'll tell you but I go straight to the bottom where they have the terpenes and the cannabinoid profile because that's what I want to read I want to read how is this affecting me? How is it going to affect my receptors? How is it going to make me feel later on, an hour or two later? So it, it does have some merit. It does. Like, um, and also sativas, if you suffer from anxiety or PTSD, be very, very careful with sativas because sativas can make it worse. And um, I get, I cringe, I cringe when people tell um, veterans, oh, you know, Cannabis is great. It helps you, you know, with your PTSD. And I'm like, no, time out. <laughs> like it can, but don't give them that information because if they're really having a bad day in their head and you give them a sativa that makes it worse, God forbid something can happen like really bad to them that day. Like don't tell them that. So I loved when veterans came in because we would start talking and I would lead them to the CBD first. And then tell them, please be careful when you're, especially if you're buying from the street. If it doesn't have a certificate of analysis, you don't know how they grew it. You don't know what's in it. You don't know if they flushed it. You don't know if they use chemicals. You don't know, like, you just don't know, like, at all. And it's very, very scary. Like, I look back and I'm like, wow, that was pretty scary. <laughs> yeah. And uh, speaking about the anxiety, um, have you ever come across situations where it's like somebody who smokes every single day out of nowhere they just light up one day and now all of a sudden they have anxiety every time they smoke? Yeah, me. Um, <laughs> I used to be a, a sativa diva. That was me. I love sativas. I, that was my, my jam all the time. But as I got older, my body changed. Um, I lost a lot of weight. I changed my eating habits. My, uh, my whole lifestyle, I changed. I saw that it made me paranoid. And I was like, what's happening? This never happened to me before. And... Um, it can change. It really can change. So I started doing more hybrid. 
So I would do the hybrids that were leaning into sativa, but they were still in the middle, kind of. And then if I have um, bad headaches, pain, um, bad menstrual cycle, I will go to the deep indicas because I want to be knocked out. I want the pain knocked out. I just want to go to bed and just sleep this off. So, um, yeah, yeah, it can. It can change, especially for females, because we're hormonal. Our metabolism changes. It all depends. It all depends on the day you're having, the week you're having. Um, you just got to be very mindful of your 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 body. Listen to your body, your mind, and be very mindful of your um, where you're getting your cannabis and how you're consuming it and how much. Because on a regular day, like let's say when I'm having a bad menstrual, that amount that I take on a regular day will knock me out. Like I can't handle it. I can only handle it on those days when I'm in severe pain and I don't feel good. So you just have to be mindful and and create your own regimen. So when someone's first starting out with cannabis, is there like a time of the day that is recommended for them to um, begin whatever protocol they're going to be starting? Or like, what does that look like on a day to day for someone new? Um, For someone new, like, let's say if I recommend them just starting with CBD tincture first, I would say as soon as they wake up, take um, whatever, um, what is it, milligrams you've Mm -hmm. decided on, which stay low and slow, you put it under your tongue for one to three minutes, and then you swallow. And um, you start your day. And then later on in the day, around five-ish or so, you can take that same amount that you took in the morning again. And then in the middle, if you feel like you need a little pick-me-up, then you can have a little more in the middle or have a gummy, a CBD gummy. Or CBG. CBG is a nice focus and uplifter as well. And um, CBG, um, it uh, increases your anandamide, your uh, bliss molly, your happy molecule in your brain. It's, it's equivalent to the runner's high. Mm. And um, CBG does help a lot of people do like to combine CBG with CBD or any other cannabinoids because it enhances them. So does CBG have more of like a high type of effect compared to CBD, like in between CBD and THC? Like how, how is that? Um, CBG is the mama bear of all the cannabinoids. She, all the cannabinoids come from her. And you have to chemically alter the, the cannabinoids for it to be whatever you want it. CBDA, which is the acidic form of um, CBD, THCA is the acidic form of THC, you have to chemically alter them for them to turn into CBD and THC. So THCA, when you have the flower, that's THCA, it's in its acidic form. Once you light it, you're decarbing it. So you're turning it into THC, what is going to make you hot? Fascinating. Yeah. (laughs) The science behind it, it's so cool. Science is so amazing. Like, I geek out so hard. <laughs> it's, it's, and sometimes I got to scale it back because sometimes I geek out too hard and I see them looking all glazed over and I'm like, oof, okay, let me let me break it down. Sorry. I'm like, sorry about that. <laughs> For That's the, funny. Oh, go ahead. For the science behind it all, like, what aspect of the science lights you up the most? What is the most interesting or fascinating thing about it? how it works in our body like we we produce endocannabinoids like we already produce it so when we ingest cannabis the way it works in our body is science it's just how we were made up and how the plant is made up that would that blew my mind when i learned that i was like wait what 
also we produced endocannabinoids. Well, wait a minute. Well, so like we have this this receptors for, running from our central nervous system all over our bodies, and CBD works on some, THC works on others. CB like all the cannabinoids turn things on, turn things off. Like so, when you do THC, it attaches to receptors. You're making you feel high, but if you're too high, you put the CBD in there and it turns it off in your receptors. You know, like. You got to play around with it. That's why I love experimenting with it because that's how I know how to recommend things to people. I know if they tell me, oh, I'm feeling a little weird. Oh, you maybe did a little too much or let's just add a little more CBD or, you know, throw a CBG gummy in there or something. And it, it's just that, just the way it works in our bodies and our brain chemistry and the way it just makes us happy. Like, you know, when you smoke but not too much, you're just happy. You're uplifted. You you have good, deep conversations. Like, I love to um to smoke or have an edible and meditate or have energy work done on me. I love it because I go deep. Like I feel like I go deep and, and it just it just it works on different levels. If you use it for different things on different levels, it's absolutely mind altering. Like it's just it changes your life. It's just so awesome. Yeah, it's like for sure I know what you mean like it enhances connection I feel similar to like what a shroom trip can do and that's why I really love like it's natural it's from the earth it's plant medicine essentially and it's just how we use it the intention behind it can really determine what healing comes from it if used you know in a sacred form or however even recreational like whatever your intention is for it absolutely um, yeah do you um have it do you work with people with it as a plant medicine in like a sacred healing space at all? Um, I'm actually going to start. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm starting to roll that out soon. Um, I, I'm going to call it elevated Reiki. So I'm going to be doing Reiki on people and depending how you consume and uh, you can smoke before a session or we can have a tea before the session or however it is you choose to consume. Um, you can do that before a session. I started doing that when I do um, my my Reiki sessions with um, other Reiki practitioners, or I have done some energy work done on me by shamans. And I ask them, I'm like, hey, do you mind if I have an edible before, like an hour before, before a session? Because, you know, when I do spiritual and energy work, I want to go deep. You know, that's the purpose of it. You want to go deep. You want to unlock a few things or heal or whatever your intentions are for that energy session. So I like to kind of have like my own spiel. You know, I, I think I call her many different names. You know, I'll like, you know, spiritually like thank Mama Ganja or, you know, thank you for this plant medicine or thank you for um what you're going to do in my body. And, you know. So I do use it in, in that aspect like that. And I see the benefit and how beautiful it's absolutely beautiful. And I want to share that with people. So not only do I want to teach people and educate them and coach them, but I, I also want to open that part of that spirituality with the plant with it, because I think if you add that again, like all together, like it really is like life changing because it, it happened to me. It's life changing for me and I'm going to keep going. Like I have a scheduled um, psilocybin journey next month before my birthday. And um, I'm ecstatic. I'm ecstatic because it's a whole new level of unlocking stuff for me. And I have done one, two, three, three um, cannabis ceremony journeys as well. And they were beautiful. Like it was absolutely beautiful. I went deep, like, 
it was such a beautiful experience and it just opened up my mind and my love for this plant even more. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's so, so nice. beautiful. <laughs> Do you have any opinion or like thoughts as to why cannabis is so well up until recently was so regulated if it holds such medicinal properties and it's so uplifting for people? It's all political. It's all political money, you know. <laughs> that's that's what it is and um we're still I mean though it's semi-legal it's not all legal you know it's still federally illegal mm -hmm. um the more legalization we have the more research that's going to be possible so we're crossing our fingers for that but um there's so many books out there medical books um doctors out there who are coming out of the woodwork now and and that's who we want right now in the front lines we're like see it works like these doctors are telling you like look you know um it's all political. It's all political. And um, where we have faith in the industry, the, the harder we push, it's it's just it's going to get better. It's just a very slow process. And it's just very sad because we've seen um, how CBD works with so many, especially children with epilepsy, how amazing it is and how it's considered child abuse and illegal in certain states. And it's like, but you're giving your child all these other medications that's literally poisoning their body even more. And all they did was a few months of just pure concentrated cannabis. And you saw amazing effect. It's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. And I've seen um, stories like that of um, a friend of mine. Um, her father-in-law had a uh, bone cancer and they were giving him concentrate. Like the concentrate was so concentrated. All he, they gave him was like the tip of a pen's worth on a little marshmallow for a couple of months. And the cancer wasn't even detected. They couldn't detect the cancer at all, yeah. just from this concentrate. And then he got a little cocky and stopped and um, it came back. Was that RSO oil? Yeah, or FICO. Yeah, I've heard of that with the success that it has in like eradicating cancer completely from terminally ill patients. And it's like, wow, if this is there and available, yeah. you know, in my opinion, it should be that's the treatment that should be at least tried before any of those other harsh chemicals. Or at least give it as an option. Yeah, mm. like whatever can option. work. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And it's just that it's just very, very sad. And we're seeing across the board of just even people smoking a little bit. It's just, it helps them so much. I've, I, I'm proof of it as well. You know, I had depression, anxiety, all that. I was on all these medications and I didn't like how it made me feel. I, after a while, I felt like a zombie. I felt like an empty shell. And um, I don't recommend it to anyone, but I stopped cold turkey. And my doctor was like, no, no, no. And I said, no, I don't want to do this anymore. And I stopped and I had some wicked, wicked withdrawal symptoms it was horrible horrible and um I just went the whole holistic route that's it and um I was almost 200 pounds I'm at you know I lost about a good 40 45 pounds like my my whole lifestyle changed and I just incorporate cannabis into it you know it's not the only thing I do you know I, I do have other supplements I do other things I do my teas and whatnot but um I cannabis is a part of my life every day even in little increments like I'll, I'll put I make my own um oil my cannabis oil I make my own coconut oil my own butters so 
if you're using this item as a medicine, why not make it fun? You know, so I'll make cookies, you know, or I'll make the like marijuana leaf chocolates and I'll know the dosage, they're little dosages. And if I need to pick me up, I just boop, pop one and keep moving, you know, like just make it fun, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's I'm so, so happy for you that you took control <laughs> of your life back really. And like you made the choice to say no to what was potentially like long-term can harm you and then you really were like I'm stepping into my power I'm making these choices because I do believe like our intuition leads us to make those choices and it can be scary and overwhelming based on things that society tells us like you know don't stop your medication of course always follow like the advice of your doctor but if you have that nudge definitely explore it because your body is telling you it for a reason and look where it's led you it's beautiful yeah, thank you. Yeah, it, it is. You know, they don't listen sometimes. You're just a number. You're yeah. just a number. You tell them I don't feel good. Oh, let me up your dosage. I'm like, oh my God, I'm a zombie. Like yeah. I can't function. And it's like, I, it's just, I felt it in my heart and my, you know, like when your heart and your gut like are in sync, it yeah. was just like, I couldn't, I couldn't go on like that anymore. I couldn't. And it's been a lot of trial and error. It has been a lot of experimenting, a lot of education, a lot of um, finding great mentors um, who are still, you know, in my corner and and backing me up and whatnot. And, um, you know, yeah, it's just a lot of cool people. Like I just opened up that, that, I don't know, it's just all the goodness just came in and it's just flooding right now. Yeah, (laughs) amazing. Like what happened? when you say yes to your truth everything kind of ends up working out Mm -hmm. when we get out of our own way and trust our gut even if what's being told around us is different Mm -hmm. so for when you were on all these medications how long were you on those medications in your life and how did that look in terms of like the timeline of now being where you are now because I find it to be such an empowering story that you are here now living this beautiful, passionate life that you're now able to share with others? Oh, it was the on and off thing for, I want to say now, almost 18 years. Almost wow. 18 years, it was on and off that I was lost. I was very lost. I had no answers, but I knew I didn't feel right. I didn't feel like I was in my body or in my head. I didn't have control. Like, that's why my heart goes out. Like, mental health is a real thing. It's so real. You know, like, depression really, it just stops your life, really. Like, it just, like, it's so hard to get out of that slump. So I I sympathize with those people, and I get it. You know, I hate when people are like, oh, they're just lazy. Or that, no, depression is a real thing. Like, it, it just it consumes your life, the anxiety gets to you, you don't feel worthy, you feel lost, what am I doing in this world, what is my purpose here, you know, that was my thing for a while, I said, what is my purpose here, I feel like I have no purpose, like, I'm just, I'm just going through the motions of life, I'm not living, you know, (laughs) and I saw all these different doctors, I saw therapists, and, and they didn't even help, you know, they just sit there on a couch and just scribble, scribble, And I'm like, damn it, talk to me. Like, I'm paying for this. Like, talk to me. Like, I'm trying, I'm here for guidance. And you're just like, oh, yeah. So how did that make you feel? Are you kidding? I do more in my journal than I do sitting here. Like, <laughs> so it was very frustrating, you know, and and it was on and off for years. And then I did abuse cannabis. 
for a while because I saw how it helped me sleep, but I, I was abusing it too much. Like I was stuck in a zone. So I look back and I'm like, wow, I, I was one of those, you know, I, I, I did abuse it. And then I did um, start abusing alcohol. And it's just the way my body felt, I felt horrible. It, it just deteriorates your entire, it makes you feel worse. It makes you feel a million times worse. So I just, it was a, it was a roller coaster of that for years, for years and different doctors, different medications. And it was not so almost 10 years ago that I was just like, I can't live like this anymore. I can't. So I started trying different things. I started trying yoga. I did meditations. I did uh, hiking. Like I was trying to, like my body and soul kept throwing me into like nature and just spirituality. And I was like, maybe this is something, <laughs> you know, this is, you know, spirit is, is leading me somewhere. I got to listen. So that's when I started being, I started listening to myself more. And then that's when I started, you know, all these mentors and everything. So that's when, when I was like, let me mix all of it together. See what, happens, you know, <laughs> experiment. And um, that's how it all happened. And then once I started learning more about cannabis, um, and the funny thing is I've always loved cannabis, even before I started using, I thought she was the most beautiful plant. Like I used to, when I lived in the Bronx, when I used to walk to my dad's house on the Grand Concourse, you know, those like um, little stores that had all the magazines in it and everything. Like I would always buy the high times. Why am I buying high times? I don't smoke, but like, <laughs> I thought like the pictures were gorgeous. And I was like, damn, this plant is beautiful. Like, what is this? You know, I didn't start using until I was like 19, like kind of late in the game. And um, I just started educating myself more. I was like, I, I need to educate myself more. And I, I just, that's how it went from there. I just started educating and then I started staying away. Like I'm not totally against medication. Absolutely not. Because I feel like some medications you do need. Some people do need that balance in their brain chemistry. They do. But um, me personally, I just, um, it just wasn't for me. I knew it was, I had to take a more natural route and my body just responds better to a more natural stuff. And it was a long ride though. It's been a long, long, a long, crazy roller coaster <laughs> for 18 years. I can imagine. And thank you so much for sharing those intimate details because I trust that somebody can hear this and it can spark something within them to maybe like guide them in some way of their journey because it's very healing the sharing of our stories. And um, I do appreciate you touching on like how abusing cannabis or alcohol and I because it was a question that came to mind. Um, if somebody is facing depression or just hard times and then they start using cannabis because of its numbing effect almost, what that can look like and how can you be aware if you are using it um, not like for the wrong reasons, but like in excess or not necessarily how you might um, benefit from using it properly. When you're spending a lot on cannabis, your consumption is too much. Now, now it's, that's when I start asking people when they come to me and they're like, I'm like, how much do you smoke? I'm like, why? Oh, you know, no, there's always a reason. Always. Why? Are you doing it for sleep? Are you doing it because you're sad? Are you doing it because you're angry? There's always a reason why you're doing it. Always. And um, that and also when you're not feeling the effects anymore, when you start noticing that you are smoking in excess and you're not getting those same effects anymore, 
you're doing more damage to your receptors than anything. And you're going to get to a point where it's not going to do anything for you. So what happens is when you use it in a, for a long period of time in excess, your receptors go into themselves. So you need a tolerance break. You need to stop. Or if not, if, if that's not feasible for you, add CBD to your regimen, still do your THC, but give your receptors a break. You have to give your receptors a break. So when you see you're spending way too much money, you're spending an ounce or better, or you're blowing through an eighth in a day or something, and you're just excessive like that, you have a problem. You do have a problem. Once you see you're not getting the same effect anymore, and you're just smoking, 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 smoking edibles. I see people just poof, a whole bag of edibles, and I'm like, are you trying to talk to Jesus? Like, to aliens? Like, what are you doing? Like, oh, I don't feel it. You know, a, a whole bag is enough for me. I'm like, wow. Like, I'm a little concerned. I'm a little concerned about your mental health right now. Wow. Yeah, that's such a great perspective because it's true. It's like, why is the reason that you're consuming that much? And how long can it take for somebody to become, like, intolerant of the marijuana you know, like if they're just smoking, smoking, smoking every day, how long until you get to that point where your receptors are inwards? It depends, everyone. Like it, it is still bio-individual, but I would I would take account into how you're feeling after. If you see that you keep doing it and you're not getting the same desired effects, mm-hmm. tolerance break, you know? Um, I've done it before that um, you do tolerance breaks. I want to say if, you, if you're doing a tolerance break and you want to just Go slowly and see how you feel. Do a week, at least seven days of no THC whatsoever. You can still do CBD because that'll kind of help, you know, with other things. But I would say a, a week, take do a tolerance break. Um, I was actually thinking of doing a group too, just to, just for fun. Um, and so they can have support. I'm doing tea breaks. Like, hey, he wants to join me on a tolerance break and then, you know, guide them and coach them through what they're feeling or, you know, stuff like that. Just just to see how it is. Because tolerance breaks are good for your system as well. Because then once you go back to it, you realize you don't need that much at all to get that desired effect. You just need a little bit. Yeah. Now, is there a time when um, cannabis has served its purpose in someone's life and it's not no longer needed in someone's life? I have not heard of that at all. I mean, some people will not do it because of jobs, um, whether they're in the police uh, force or or any kind of um, job like that, military, stuff like that. They won't do it, but um, they do consume CBD. But sometimes I have to tell them you have to be careful with that as well, depending on testing at your job. We're hearing now that um, certain jobs are not just testing THC, they're testing for all cannabinoids. I'm not sure where they got that test from, but that's pretty serious. Like, you know, they're testing for all types of cannabinoids now. It's not just THC. But um, some people just do THC. I mean, uh, CBD. Because um, if you're doing full spectrum, full spectrum does have that less than 0.3% THC. So is there a possibility it could come up in a drug test? Yes, absolutely. But um, it's it it can be rare. You have to ingest a lot of it for it to accumulate in your system for it to come out in a drug test. But um, I don't think I've ever heard of anyone just stopping just like that. Um, they do love the effects of at least the CBD. I had a lot of clients who they just strictly CBD full spectrum. That's it. They just do the tincture. That's it. And topical. That's and they don't get high. You don't get high off the CBD. 
it's just the body effects, right? And it is, um, it is psychoactive only because it changes your brain chemistry, but you don't get high. Okay. THC so, will make you high, and it is psychoactive. <laughs> <laughs> um, touching on Deandra's question, have you ever come across clients who say, like, um, that they've stopped smoking, be- like, on a spiritual journey, that they've stopped smoking because they feel that when they smoke, um, they're too, like, in an elevated state of consciousness or something like that? No, never. Um, I-, I know a lot of people who do it because they're creative or they're musicians. And um, they will take a, a bong hit or two and boom, they make beautiful music or they do beautiful paintings or they do beautiful written work. You know, I've read some stuff from people that blew my mind and I'm like, you did this off of Kent. I'm like, that is gorgeous. That is just wow. <laughs> it's just wow. Yeah. And I've had that too. I've had that experience as well that um, that's why I like to journal on it. I like to meditate on it. I'll keep a notebook near me because sometimes, you know, the downloads come in. <laughs> And I'm like, oh, oh, I got to write that down because I'm going to forget. I'm going to forget. So um, I think it's beautiful because it just opens up that creativity. It opens up that that part of your brain that allows you to be more open to spirit and open to all of that good stuff coming in. Just you can't do it too much because then you're zonked out. You know, you got to find your, your your little sweet spot, your Goldilocks. It, yeah. it comes what comes to mind is just like all plant medicine like all herbs have their time and space for them and knowing how to do it in a way that is beneficial and not harmful and mm-hmm. finding what that looks like for everyone mm-hmm. so in your coaching with someone is there a structure that you follow or is it more individualized um with the coaching it's 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 pretty structured, but it could change slightly depending on the needs of the person or how they're consuming. So if the person does not want to ingest at all and they just want to try topicals for the time being, and um, then we just do topicals, I won't get into um, zoning in on your dosage or um, finding a strain for you or something like that. But if they're interested in um, just trying it out and seeing what works best for them, but that's when I there's a structured way I do it mm-hmm. and it's, um, it's always a health component, a cannabis component and action steps all, all together because it's again, holistic and mindset is always in there mindset because I'll, I'll have them do mindset exercises as well to go along with it. And um, just simple things like, you know, it's little things they'll change and, you know, it just, it's mind blowing because they didn't expect that little change they made in their life actually helped other things get better. And and the mindset is everything. Like you have to have the right mindset and you have to want to do it. You know, you, you want to make those changes. If you don't have that, that, you know, passion to do that, it's just going to work. Yeah. Everything begins and ends in our mind. So that's so good to point out. Like, of course, I believe that the cannabis is like a tool in aiding all of this, but it's really the power that your mind holds. And then what the cannabis can enhance in it, um, if used, you know, properly and not in abuse. Now, are there any groups or characteristics of people that you would suggest not using cannabis? Hmm. No, not really. I think it's good for everyone. It all depends on why you want to consume it. I mean, um, some days I I don't even use a lot of it. 
you know, I, I save my stems. <laughs> I save my stems and I'll add them to my tea ball. And sometimes I'll, I'm okay with just having it mixed in my tea. You know, like it, it all depends on, on what, what the person wants to do it and why. Like, you know, I have people who only use topicals. That's okay. And uh, people get worried. So, like, I just want to put out there topicals. You don't get high off of topicals. <laughs> topicals, just remember top. It goes on top of your skin. So it's just helping with aches and pains. Now, transdermal patches will go through the blood capillaries, and it will go through your bloodstream. You will get a, a dirty uh, drug test. But topicals, you're okay. So just put that out there. People get like, I bought my grandma <laughs> a salve because her joints were hurting. And she told me she refused to use it because she doesn't do drugs. So <laughs> that's, I'm like, grandma, that was $70. Give it back. Like, <laughs> so um, it all depends. I have people who only use topicals and it's because of aches and pains or because of headaches or cramps. So it's just, However you choose to, to use it, it's, it's all on you and your lifestyle. Yeah. And is there a certain age that you would recommend people start using, like don't use before this age um, because of like brain development or anything like that? Yeah, I would say the teenagers, it, it's with brain development. Um, be very cautious. But we we have had parents come into the dispensary on behalf of their teenagers who, you know, with the pandemic and the whole homeschooling thing, they were under a lot of stress and anxiety. They weren't sleeping um, or bullied. You know, they, it was just a lot of stress for these teenagers. So they came in and they would start them on CBD. It does have some THC in it if it has full spectrum. And as a, as a parent, it's under your just like it's under your discretion if you go to Walmart or Walgreens and you get your child over-the-counter drugs, that's mm -hmm. under your discretion, knowing that there are, um, you know, side know. effects to it, you know? So it's, it's the same thing. It's, I know a lot of parents who did come in and they did give their kids either the CBD gummies or the tincture, and it worked very well for them. But again, it, it's under a parent's discretion. Um, the THC, again, is going to be under a parent's discretion. If you feel as a parent your your child would benefit off of it, again, that's under their discretion. I would always tell them that I'm not a doctor. I can't. I'm just teaching you what I know and what this plant does. I can't really recommend. I do suggestions. Mm -hmm. And I go according to what I experience and what I hear from other clients, what they experience. So that's what I let them know because um, sometimes cannabis has paradoxical effects. The way it's supposed to um, affect you, it does the polar off. And there are a certain percentage of people. It's a low percentage, but it will, um, you will have the paradoxical effect. I've had people who they've had nighttime tinctures and this lady was like, she took speed and she was changing her curtains, rearranged her house, everything. And I'm just like, what? You were supposed to be sleeping. Like, <laughs> and that was the only one, like, it, it's very rare. And I do have some people who do edibles and they won't feel it. They'll do three, four, 500 milligrams and not feel a thing. Wow. No. Yeah. And that paradoxical. The, the what? The paradoxical effect. If you have that, like that lady with the curtains, does that mean that every time she uses, it'll be the same for her? Like that paradoxical effect? I'm not, it depends. She would have to try it out again. It freaked her out. So she wasn't interested in trying it again. But um, 
it, it all depends. Like I know someone who, who he does not get the munchies at all after smoking or doing edible at all. Like I call him a unicorn. Like <laughs> I, I want that, you know, but um, the only way you can have that is if you find a strain with um, high amounts of THCV or you add THCV. Um, that's a cannabinoid that is called like the diet weed. It's um, it suppresses your hunger. Wow. Oh. The more you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm telling you, this plant is amazing. The more you know, and I'm con- I'm always learning too. Like if someone asks me something and I don't know the answer, I will, you know, contact my my uh, whole can of colleagues, everything, and um, I will find an answer for you because everything's changing. Everything is just, the more research they're doing, the more changes come up, and it's just, we're constantly learning all the time. Like, that's what I love about it, constantly changing or constantly learning. I really appreciate the removal of the stigma and the education aspect that you provide as it being a resource for so many things that um, we, most of society resorts to over-the-counter drugs or things that are really heavily chemically based. And having this resource available is really important. So it's great that you've taken lead in this area that you have passion in to educate others to really help bridge that gap. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. It's it's, it's been hard, though, because I have met with some resistance. You know, I've met with people who, like, before I even shared content, like, on my Instagram, I was iffy about it because I knew family or friends or people who were super religious or, you know, and then I just like, I trusted myself. I trusted universe source. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go with it. And I I'm passionate about this. I know it works. I want to teach people the right way mm-hmm. and show them that it's not scary. You know, it, it really isn't scary if you use it properly. And if you have respect for the plant, you have to have respect for her. And and she does remarkable things if you just open your mind to it and just educate yourself. You know, I, I've had people come into the store and they were just very nasty. And I'm just like, why are you here then? Like, why did you come inside? Like, I'm confused. I said, well, you know, when you're done having your your episode, you know, come back come talk to me, call me. I'm here. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm here for you. And it's it just, it makes me sad that, you know, people are like, oh, you know, marijuana is a bad word. No, it's not. There's a beautiful history behind it. I love sharing that 30 minute video <laughs> from one of my courses. I'm like, let me, give me your email. Let me email it to you. And just sit there for the 32 minutes and then call me back. And then they're like, oh, wow. I'm like, isn't it beautiful? <laughs> I'm like, it's a gorgeous thing. Like, you know, this stigma, it just, it, it, it makes us angry still because it, it's like we don't get it. It's like we get it, but we don't get it. It's different times now, and, and it's helping people so much. And ever since I, I was open with it and shared it now, um, people send me DMs all the time that I had no idea, no idea that they consumed <laughs> or they were interested, and my mind was blown, and I was like, yes, I'm so excited. 
I'm like, talk to me. What do you want to know? I'm like, let's do a consult call. Go on my calendar, please. Like, <laughs> and I talk to them about it and, and they're scared. They're very scared and they're begging me like, oh my God, please don't tell anyone. And I tell people, listen, when you talk to me, Uh-oh. it's like, oh, it's like HIPAA. Like, I don't tell no one. <laughs> like, you know, it's totally confidential. Like, I will never, never mention it. So whoever wants to reach out and ask me questions, I'm here. Yeah, it's crazy the like preconceived notions or the stigma that surrounds it. Um, And it's true, like you can't look at somebody and just think like, oh, they look like they smoke or they don't look like they smoke. Because it's like that idea of the stoner, like what the hippie stoner is. It's like not everybody is that, you know, like there's so many professionals, um, doctors, lawyers, teach like whoever smoking or not smoking it's like you can't judge a book by its cover exactly I'm laughing because I got that a lot I got that a lot they're like uh you don't look like you smoke and I look at them dead in their face and I go so what does that look like to you explain it to me what what does it look like yeah (laughs) because I said I have smoked out of bombs with cancer doctors lawyers like we were just in a vibe it was a whole vibe like we were just like in deep conversation just talking and you know smoking and and i'm like what does that that i smoked one of the best cannabis doctors they had in nyu we were just vibing like (laughs) like i'm like what does that look like to you i just it's just freaking mind-blowing i just i can't and then i i see the I, i have a lot of um uh, pages on Instagram I follow of moms you know they, they're they're moms who smoke and they fight a lot of that stigma too yeah and it's just sad and it, it's like so these women they'll go and smoke a little but they're the best versions of themselves the best moms but mm-hmm. you have a mom later on in the day popping two zannies with a wine chaser and you don't bat an eye yeah. like are you kidding me that could be her last nap like, are you serious? Like, I don't understand it. It's mind blowing. It's freaking mind blowing. Yeah, it's yeah. important to mention those <laughs> scenarios to really ground down the concepts. Yeah, because society has like accepted one form of something and then something that is actually not doing harm to our bodies. Like you said, we have these receptors within our own bodies. That is mind blowing because it's like if we weren't meant to consume it, we probably wouldn't have those receptors but we do so it shows like this earth provided us the tools we need and that's such a natural way of allowing your body to feel peace like calm your mind down or whatever benefits you receive from the cannabis as opposed to like you said popping prescription drugs and drinking bottles of wine just to tolerate your children mm-hmm. yeah and if we have to we have to like get away from that it's just it's so sad I know so many women who are amazing mothers, entrepreneurs, and they're in the industry. And yeah, you know, I went to a woman, what is it, a Women in Cannabis Expo in Atlantic City a few weeks ago. And I met the most amazing entrepreneurs, amazing mothers, amazing women. And we all consume, all of us consume. And and they're all successful. We're all happy. We're all great moms. You know, like, it's just... Then that was the topic we were talking about at, at one of the, the sessions we had there, too, that is just, you know, it, it's sad. It's really, really sad, all this stigma and, and how people aren't guided. They're not guided properly. And that's another thing I forgot to mention, too. The, um, another thing I like to educate people about is when they get their, their uh, medical marijuana card, you don't have guidance. 
They give you this card and they're like, bye, you know, go get your stuff. No recommendations, no nothing. You go to these dispensaries, they don't even teach you anything. It's like a, it's like a, a, a retail, retail <laughs> store. A retail, oh, okay, next, thank you, next. And you're like, whoa, 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 wait, I have questions. And they're like, uh, what, what? Like, I went into one and I was so angry. Like, I didn't know what to do with myself. I sat in my car pissed. I was like, are you flipping kidding me? <laughs> like, I asked them for a certificate of analysis. At hemp dispensaries, they will give you a certificate of analysis of whatever you purchased, or they'll give you the link, or they have the uh, the QR code that you go and you see how it was tested and everything. So I've got sour diesel from a New York State dispensary, okay? Well, I'm going to say it again. A New York State dispensary. And I, the guy had the jacket that said pharmacist. Farm clearly. So I was like, okay, can I have my certificate of analysis for this sour diesel, please? He's like, um, uh, he sends me to the cashier that she, she brung me up. And I'm like, but you're the pharmacist. I don't understand what's happening here. So he had no idea. You know what she told me? So go on Leafly to look up the strain. And that's where the, but Leafly has nothing to do with what you gave me right now. Mm -hmm. the, the, the flower I'm about to consume, you don't even, like, what? <laughs> so it's like, that's another thing I want to teach people. So people who do um, get their cards, they do contact me because I have my card as well and I had to learn by myself. So I try to guide them with that as well because there is no guidance. There's no nothing. For that. They just want to make money. Oh. <laughs> yeah. And that's what it kind of reminds, like you saying that story, it's like, okay, what's the difference between that dispensary and like the lack of knowledge by the people who are dispensing and then your local like, you know, street dealer that still probably doesn't know as much as, you know, anybody else. Um, like where, how do you navigate that situation? Like, how do you know where to get the best cannabis for yourself that's not tainted, like with any chemicals or anything like that and actually know about it? I would say a dispensary, definitely dispensary because they have to have their, their certificate of analysis. Why New York state doesn't do it? I have no idea, but like the dispensary I was working at, they have it. We had it. I had it printed out. And I would, as I'm teaching you, I wanted to teach you about this. So I would take it out and be like, hey, this is what you're buying. Let's flip to it. Well, this is how it's, you know, it was tested for this, that, that chemicals, this, this, that, this is the cannabinoid ratio, this and that. And I said, and if you really want it, go on the website and go under certificate of analysis. It's right there, you know, print it out. Or I would, I would make copies and give it to them. But it just, it, it bothers me that New York State has all these rules and regulations, but you don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> like you, uh -huh. The pharmacist sent me back to the lady that rang me up. You're the pharmacist of the dispensary. You are supposed, it's just like going to Walgreens or CVS. You know that they give you that little printout with your medication yeah. that tells you all the side effects. That a certificate of analysis should be given with your products that you buy. That's great information to know. Yeah. And so, so when, <laughs> when they didn't have it and they suggested you go to Leafly, like, is that where it ended? Like, you couldn't get further information? I, I left it alone. I was so aggravated. And I knew that that was something else I wanted to teach. Okay. And I was just super aggravated. And I can't do much without the certificate of analysis. 
So again, I love Leafly because they do tell you about the strains. So um, I am knowledgeable about a lot of strains because I do love trying new strains. And um, I, I just teach people from there. And I, I try to guide them like that. And um, the best that I can, because we don't have like other states in the West Coast, they have all of that. Mm -hmm. It really goes back to being that resource to bridge the gap because it reminds me of like having a diagnosis in a doctor's office and they're like, oh, make lifestyle changes. And it's like, okay, what does that look like? You know, not having the guidance for that. So the coaching is really such a vital aspect yeah. to anything that someone is encountering and experiencing for the first time, having that guidance, that support, that person with wisdom to really help someone take those first few steps. Exactly. Exactly. And I learned that with um, trial and error with therapists going through my depression and anxiety journey. Um, I ended up um, working with an emotional wellness coach and I've been working with her for quite some time now. And she has helped me more than any of those doctors. And I, I have a, a once a week appointment with her without fail. Like that's a non-negotiable. Like that's my appointment. That's my time with her. And she's helped me more, like, that's it, that's my girl. <laughs> I recommend her to anyone. And um, that, you also have to do other things as well. That's what I tell people So you can't just rely on cannabis. It, it has to be a whole holistic approach, it has to be. Yeah, absolutely, and I love that because it's really, it's so empowering because you're taking control of your full life. It's not just, you know, dealing with um, whatever feelings or emotions you're dealing with and then masking it with the cannabis, you're actually taking a holistic approach and you're gonna make those intentional changes to better yourself. Because that you know, is ultimately the goal. Nobody wants to stay in that funk or that low vibrational state of existence. It's like, let's mm -hmm. take us further. And always be honest about, because some people are not comfortable with cannabis. So if I'm working you know, with my emotion, she already knows my, what my line of work, <laughs> what I do and that I consume. And just like yesterday, I wasn't feeling well. And I was just five minutes late because I was making tea before our session. And I was like, listen, I'm not feeling well right now. I put some oil in my tea. So let's go with it. It's just like, no problem. I know I get it. I'm like, I'm not feeling so hot right now. And um, just be honest, be honest with it, especially if you're going to use it, you know, in session. If you're doing energy work, if you're going to work with a, an emotional wellness coach or just be honest about it, you know, like, don't be afraid. And if this person has an issue with it, then maybe that's not the right match for you. Maybe you have to go explore other options. Yes, I love that. So empowering. <laughs> it's like live your truth and those that resonate will not have an issue. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. so cool. Be your authentic self. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, it's so great because it's like you said, if it's not a match, there's somebody else out there that will be a match. You don't need to fold to, you know, fit somebody else's expectations if it's not what yours are. At all. If it doesn't make you happy, go. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, I love it. And um, another question I had, it was about the um, anxiety again. So if somebody is smoking and then they get the, the anxiety, do you feel that the anxiety can surface not only because of the strain, but because of things going on in their personal life? Absolutely. Absolutely. Like that's one of the things I work with in my coaching as well. Um, relationships. Relationships are a huge part 
of it, of your, your, if you, if you're lacking in one or two parts of your life, it's going to affect the others. It's like a domino effect. It like it infiltrates like the other things. So um, you'll see once you adjust certain things in one section, things start falling back into place. And it's not an instant thing. You have to have that mindset and that will to want to do it and want to make those changes. Okay. And is the anxiety and paranoia when smoking kind of one in the same or are they different? Like when somebody says like, I can't smoke, I get so paranoid. Is that similar to like what anxiety feelings can be or? Yeah, I think it is similar because we I've had many clients who they're like, hey, I had that gummy you suggested. I did not feel good at all. I'm staying away from it. I'm like, okay, we're experimenting. We're it's called the experimental phase. And that's when you're experimenting to figure out what is your best consumption method and your best um, dosage. So that gummy didn't work for her. Moving on along, we got to move to something else. Okay. And, and it happens. It happens. I've had that a lot that, you know, some people had a CBG gummy and they're like, that gave me the most craziest headache. That it doesn't work. This isn't the right cannabinoid for you. We have to test something else. That makes sense. And ultimately, as a coach, as a cannabis coach, what is your um, goal at the end of working a session with a client? Just to um, whatever goals they had set out, at least to, to get to that goal. Or if not, we make changes that get you closer to that goal. Because my, my programs are only eight weeks long. I am working on, on one that's just um, like a two-session type of part right now. But you're not going to get the full benefit of it. That's more like a, you get a taste for it and then you see if you want to commit to the eight. But um, ultimately it's to, to get to that goal that you originally set out for. And if we get there, then fantastic. That's great. You know, we, we did well. But um, if you're not quite there yet, but you are on your way there, then you're on the right track. You just got to keep going. You got to keep pushing and making those changes. Yes, I love it because it's really essentially like what the intention of a coach is. You you're just um, assisting those reach their goals. That's exactly. I'm just I'm just um, I'm not a fixer. I'm not a doctor. I'm just helping you figure out and really zone in on your true potential, like who you really are and what you really want to get out of it. I'm just guiding you. That's all. Yeah. And for anybody who is interested in um, cannabis, but they're at a job that doesn't allow smoking, like, you know, they test for THC and it's not allowed. Um, do you have any suggestions? I would say CBD, um, full spectrum, like they are isolates. There are isolates that it's just pure CBD. That's it. And you can get that, but you want the whole synergistic effect. You want the whole full spectrum effect. So um, I would say the CBD, but you got to be careful if your job is that strict or if not, stay away from it completely. If you're very worried and you you make very good money here and you love your job, then I would just be, be safe. Just don't do it. Yeah. Would you recommend any other kind of like herb um, like lavender? I know some people smoke lavender and rose petals. Would you recommend anything like that? Yeah. 
Yeah, I do have a uh, someone I know that he gave me some of his samples, and um, I have tried smoking them, but I don't like the harshness on my tongue. I feel like it was harsh. Um, but some people do use it and they love it. It's certain. I'm still learning about that. That's that's um the near future. That's my next certification. I want to do um medicinal herbs <laughs> certification. So I want to add that in because I feel if you add that with the cannabis as well, because I do add my cannabis do those like blends, I will add it to tea and whatnot. Um, so I would say stick to those type of things because you kind of do get, depending on what the mixture, you will get the similar effects, but you won't be, um, it won't come out as THC in your system. So you would definitely have to explore that. I'm excited to see your future um, courses or anything that you offer because it sounds so wonderful. Yeah, so all encompassing. Yeah. I want to make it fun. <laughs> that's yeah. I just want to make it fun and interesting. Like that's that's what um my mentors at a CCI said they were just um they wanted to see what I was going to come up with because I just want to make it fun. Like just make it fun and but throw in the spirituality, throw all of that in, just have fun with it and explore yourself and explore new versions of yourself. Yes, I love it. And I, I'm so shocked to hear like that this is actually a thing because like Deandra said, you're the first person um, that we've heard of as a cannabis coach. So it's so cool that this is out there because I do feel that it's so beneficial. And I love your approach, like incorporating the spirituality into it. I feel that's so important, so beneficial for everyone. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, you'll be surprised. There's a lot of us. There is a lot of us. <laughs> I'm just grateful that it's now becoming more available for people to take more of a holistic, natural approach to any regard of any aspect of their life before seeking out, you know, something a little bit harsher or like um, medical focused in terms of um, chemically based medications and stuff like that. Although they do have their time and place, it's beautiful that these are now resources that one can take prior to taking that next step. And that uh, other step not being the first step as it, it's always been that way. So mm -hmm. it's nice that this is now coming online on scene for people to access. Yeah, because I believe like I don't know too much about it, but I'm pretty sure that I've read somewhere that like hundreds of years ago um, can't like THC was actually prescribed to people like in pharmaceuticals. Yeah, it's um it dates back to oh, my gosh, I, I always forget the year. 1930s I forgot what it was it was in the pharmacopoeia so it was as a med this dates back thousands thousands of years like it's in freaking hieroglyphics like <laughs> it, it dates back and and ancestrally like people who passed away they'll add it to the bunches of flowers to their their you know deceased loved ones and add it to it like it, it just dates back just thousands of years and it's just it's just I don't know where we went wrong. <laughs> yeah, but as long as we're on the track to get back yeah. there, you know? <laughs> oh, and I also work um, with, um, if, if the person wants to experiment with cannabis, but they're under, you know, with a doctor and, and medication, um, I will, if the doctor's okay with it, I'll work closely with the person and the doctor as they're experimenting with stuff. Because, yeah. um, if you're prescribed any medication that you can't have grapefruit with that medication, you can't have cannabis. 
Oh, that is really interesting. It will affect you just like um, um, if you had grapefruit with that medicine. Wow. So like you got to be very careful. So some people like we, I had one consultation recently that she's in the she's in between psychiatrists and med changes. So I said right now it's not a good fit for us. I, I need you to work with your guy first and situate your medication first and and let him know that you're interested in working with me and maybe we can exchange numbers or information just so that she's not in danger or we mess up her chemical makeup in some way. Yeah. Are doctors, um, have you, from your experience, found doctors being receptive to working with you alongside their patient? I have not experienced that just yet, but I'm pretty sure I will meet some resistance. But from New York State now, we're hearing that um, now um, doctors can prescribe um, a cannabis part. Wow. I don't think a lot of them are going to do it, but we'll see. (laughs) Yeah, I hope so. Like, I, I have such a, a passion inside. Like, again, I know that medications can help at a certain mm-hmm. time and place, but I feel that they're just so overprescribed because of the pharmaceutical industry. So it's like, let's kind of steer people in a natural way. Exactly. Natural is best. And your body responds better to that. It's like you're, it's, it's, you're clearer in all ways, shapes and forms. It's just you're clearer. Yeah. And because we're coming close to our close, even though I, I feel like I have so many questions for you, I can just keep asking. <laughs> do another, another yes. session, another time. Yeah, first. yeah. There's so much to learn about the cannabis. Um, it's beautiful. But we ask all of our guests, what does being look and feel like to you? Being. What pops in my head is just being true to yourself and being authentic. Like, you know, I I struggled with that for a very long time. And once I stepped into that, I finally saw my power and I saw my happiness. I saw that dark cloud lift. I saw all the negative toxic people just fall off. You know, I wish them well. I wish them all the peace, love and light in the world. But keep that, you know, <laughs> keep that away from me. But like being for me is just, you know, being true to yourself and and just listening to yourself, that authentic self, that voice inside of you, and just be true to it and give it love. Even when you don't feel like, you know, just give it that love and just be true to yourself. That's beautiful. I feel that in my heart. I I respond. Yes. (laughs) You were speaking to me. I felt like it really resonated profoundly with it. You guys give me chills. Yeah, I needed a moment. Like, I can't even ask the next question. (laughs) No, because it's so profound in the way that, you know, to be our most authentic selves isn't the easiest thing always. And I'm sure, you know, you're, you're a cannabis coach. You've been met with resistance. There's so much stigma surrounding that. I, you know, I don't know your personal life, but maybe friends, families, close people to you have their own Um, preconceived notions and it's so courageous to come forward and be like no you know what I have this calling this is what I'm gonna do and I'm gonna show up I'm gonna show up proudly just trusting you know wherever it's gonna lead you that takes a tremendous amount of courage to be your authentic self and it's such a beautiful reminder that no matter what challenges you may 
think you're going to face, just continue being you because if you're being you, you're being true. And that's what we're here to do. Yes. And we'll be rewarded tenfold for our efforts in pursuing and living out our authenticity. Because I feel. Yes, go ahead. All those right people come in. Like ever since I've stepped into my being, my power, like I always felt alone and lost, you know, like, I'm like, where's my people? Like, I don't feel like I fit anywhere, you know, in my family and, in, in, you know, I outgrew some friends, like, you know, I'm like, where do I belong? You know, I don't feel, and ever since I stepped into that, all these people have come in and it's almost like my chosen family, you know, and I have my kind of family, I have my spiritual family and I love them all. And sometimes they intermingle. And I love that because it's like, this is who I'm meant to be. Maybe it'll change later on. I don't know. Maybe I'll be in a different, you know, course later on. But this is it right now. This is me right now. And I love everything that's coming with it. Like, I love it. Yes. And I love it for you. Every time I hear people (laughs) living in their authentic self and, you know, they're passionate, they're living out their life purpose at this time, because like you said, it can change. It's like, yes, that's we need to see more of this because that's how we each get encouraged to do it, to do the same for ourselves. And just like you said, in our journey to really living out our authentic truth, that's what's been happening for us as well. Just the fact that we are able to encounter you shows us it's such a great reflection that, you know, we're on the right path and like minded souls are out there and we are able to um encounter one another and connect yes yeah absolutely your people are out there <laughs> they are i found and they just keep coming in and i'm like welcome welcome <laughs> yeah, it's a beautiful journey <laughs> and for anyone listening who's interested in your services or just keeping up with you where can they find you um so i only have instagram right now i am not super tech savvy i have my daughter helping me with a bunch of stuff so you know i'm still learning but um on instagram i'm lids l-y-d-s dot wellness so it's lids wellness and um they call me lids my name is lydia but people call me lids so um what popped in my head so lids wellness stands for love your divine soul wellness wow so um (laughs) because you're (laughs) I want to teach people to love your divine soul as you feel. Wow. So lids, lids.wellness, or they can reach me at lidswellness altogether at Gmail. Perfect. Lydia, you're so cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much. I love this. Like, this was so much fun. I was so nervous all week, but this was fun. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's the excitement. The nerves are just excitement. That's how I refer to it. Yeah. <laughs> this was my first podcast ever. So I'm just like, ah! <laughs> That's really great because there's so much knowledge that you have to share. So it's really great that people are going to get to listen to this. And I'm sure it's going to be the first of many for you. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm excited. I hope to meet you girls in person soon. Yes, yes of definitely, course. For sure. Um, one last question before okay. we go. If yeah, yeah. anybody listening to this episode can take one thing away from the episode, what would you like to leave them with? Um, don't be afraid. Like, don't don't be afraid. Be curious. It's okay to be curious, you know, um, ask questions and, um, 
whatever you're being pulled to learn and do, it's for a reason. Trust your gut. Trust that intuition because it's not going to steer you wrong. It's not. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so so much. much. (laughs) Thank you so much, ladies. This was great. Yes. And we definitely look forward to connecting with you again. Absolutely. Bye. Many blessings to you. Peace. Same to you. Bye. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Continue flowing in your own space by simply being. If this resonated with you and you feel called, please be sure to follow us, like, and share. Until next time, wherever you go, give yourself space space to to flow. Because I feel like, you know, me and my curiosity, the conversation sparked so much within me that it was like, okay, yes, you know, I haven't smoked in so long. It's time, like, to return. It's beautiful because she spoke in a way that was empowering, that it's not like, oh, okay, I've had these adverse experiences with cannabis in the past it's not for me as many have as I did when I that's where I'm at yeah (laughs) like that's where I was when I first first started cannabis I was super paranoid uh, the first few times and I thought you know it's not for me and then I returned and just like you where you are now and it's just to say that there is a a way to do things that is in benefit of us it's not like a one shot done yeah and it's crazy like that's why i was asking the questions i asked really it stemmed from like my personal life Mm -hmm. because it's like at one point in time you know like i was a smoker you know like (laughs) and it's funny because what she was saying like i used to have to take those breaks because i smoked so much that i no longer felt high or anything from what i was smoking and it's like okay how did that turn to one day to the next like I took one puff and I was freaking out Mm -hmm. you know so it speaks to so many things it speaks to like where my headspace is I love that it's like you know it's not to put blame on the plant itself it's like no like there's an effect of the plant obviously but then there's also an effect of what's going on inside of me so it's a great invitation to look inward see if I'm in the right headspace and if I'm not how can I get myself to the right headspace because it's such a beautiful tool to be able to, you know, receive the medicine from cannabis. Yeah. And when she was speaking, it made me think like, wow, she's like an herbalist in her own way. You yes. know, like all these plants are here to serve us. Everything was so intentionally crafted on this earth to help um, help us and be utilized throughout our human experience. Because I strongly believe in the higher intelligence that crafted it all. Mm -hmm. So, of course, with the knowledge of knowing what human life is like, these resources are naturally accessible and available to us. Like, it just makes common sense that it was put on here in conjunction with humans. That's such a crazy thought that, like, I never thought of it that way. That the intention of the creator would know what the human experience could entail and then providing the tools to deal with it yes and just like you know psychedelics mushrooms they just help bring us back to the truth just like how Lydia was called toward the nature like the calling is always there for us but sometimes there's a lot of things at play that are really um distracting 
or at least try to be. Mm-hmm. So the journey can be a little bit difficult sometimes, but it's always accessible and available to us. Absolutely. And it's so cool like to hear, you know, like my hopes and dreams is that one day, you know, I'm very passionate about like the pharmaceuticals, <laughs> but it's like, no, like the natural medicine earth, like you just said, you really summed it up. The earth has everything that we need to heal ourselves. And if we just resort back to the natural ways, and that really includes like having a plant-based diet or, you know, like an, a healthy animal diet where mm-hmm. we're not pumping the animals with all of these hormones and then consuming that because that triggers disease within the body. So just resorting back to what was created for us will solve all of the adversaries that like we've created here on this planet. Yes, and taking charge of our life in this way will minimize the need and the desire and the profit of these large companies that only have greed in mind and not the real health and wellness of humanity. So it's beautiful to see people like Lydia and all the other people we've had on the podcast really shine their light and speak their truth and live it out full time and be rewarded for those efforts, no matter how challenging that journey can be, because it is lonely at times, but to really see it come full circle is such an empowering thing to witness. Talk that talk. Because it's like everything on the earth is not only here to help heal us, but it's here to help us live our best lives. Had we never strayed away from the natural path, we would never have anything that's needed to be healed because we would be always connected.